Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Triforce podcast. Here we are. It's been a long time. Uh, how long has Good it been exactly? Morning. Three weeks? Has it been a three long, weeks? Long time. I think it's been three weeks. Oh. And this won't go out for another week. So it will no. be like a, a full Almost month. Almost a month, yeah. Jeez. That's crazy. It's good. Yeah. We've got a lot to talk about. We have. Well, well you we've say that. Stuff. I mean, I, I, I don't. Like, I've, I've got less to talk about than ever now. Like, we went on a trip, nothing really happened. We came back. Nothing happened, really. And now here we are with nothing to talk about. So let's start with <laughs> <laughs> BlizzCon. What, what did uh, you guys get up to at BlizzCon? How what was were it? you doing the whole time, PFLAX, by the way? Did yeah, you go yeah. somewhere? This, this is probably more interesting than our trip. What did you get up to while we were away on a trip? When? Um, like over the last three weeks, because then you, you go away somewhere. You went on vacation the week Did before I? we went. Yeah, you were away. Remember, it was half term. You were away. Let me let me check my calendar because I can't remember back that far. This let is what see. happens when you get old. Uh, you yeah. just the time you, slips away from you. you oh, I went to uh, I went to Italy. <gasps> and I went I went to Rome with Mrs. F. Just me and Mrs. F. Was um, it was it exactly like everybody loves Raymond when they go on the trip to Italy? I haven't watched the episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. Where it was actually to Italy. a two-episode mini series where was the whole family goes to Italy. It was—I mean—it was just as bad as every other episode of Everybody yeah. Loves Raymond. Oh, was, oh, we're in Italy now. Oh, oh this sucks. Oh, I can't get oh. good coffee anywhere. Oh. <laughs> right, Raymond, we're in Italy. There's good coffee everywhere. Oh my. I love a cup of coffee, man. Oh, fuck it. Everybody loves him. Raymond, tell your mother to shut the fuck up. I'm sick of telling her myself. God, it's such a hateful show. It really is. I think Ray Romano is clinically depressed that he's got to be he just seems to hate life and no and i think everything. he's just a dick I don't, I don't think he's depressed i think he's one of those people that just hates everybody else and everything they do like a lot of comedians are like that i think J- jerry seinfeld is like that as well those if you're an observational comedian or a comedian who jokes about like regular shit you have to be someone that is annoyed by and notices every tiny stupid little thing that people do yeah and sort of looks down on it enough to make fun of it i'm a, i mean i'm a big fan of, of seinfeld right i love and the show. Larry David is is probably a thousand right. times more concentrated than that as well in, yes. in noticing people's isms. 
yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I think that Ray Romano and guys like that, they just hate everybody. And I think they, they have a big ego and they're like, this guy, I don't like the way he eats a sandwich. This is a fucking deal with it. Just shut up. You don't have to make a show about how someone eats a sandwich in a slightly wrong way. And the thing is, I think they know it's super petty, right? I mean, but they do it anyway. You say that, but there'd be no Seinfeld if it wasn't for that. And I know, yeah. I'm super grateful that Seinfeld exists. I am. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not at all grateful that everybody loves Raymond exists. No, but they're different. I think in they Seinfeld, you've, yeah. it's more like I mean, Kramer is such a great character, and Elaine is a, like they're all good characters. They're all funny, and you're kind of rooting for them all, right? Yeah. Even though they're also horribly petty. The point is, the other people in the show say to them. You're crazy. Like, that's disgraceful. And their, their behavior is picked up on. Yeah. Everybody loves Raymond. It's just this awful, dysfunctional family with this objectionable, horrible character that I just can't stand. It's, ugh, I just, I just hate it. It's so on. My mum loves that show. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've never God, met a yeah. person who loves that show. Like, for loves me, it. that show was just on. And obviously, people watched it because it's on all the fucking time. Ugh. Like, it's on TV here every day, for Christ's sake. Yeah. And, like, you know, there's a big culture gap there where, you know, I think I think it was like Seinfeld. Like Seinfeld didn't translate super well in England. You know, like no. you'll meet a lot of people in England who've just never watched it or just or they didn't, didn't like get it. it. Yeah. yeah. And, and and didn't get But for some reason, Everybody Loves Raymond is somehow more relatable. It's it's on TV every day here. Seinfeld isn't. Yeah, maybe. Like it's so weird. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a pretty weird show. You I are mean, right. I mean Frasier's on every day here, and I think that's a great show. That is a classic. It's that is a classic. Really, show. really good. Um, but yeah, but everybody again, loves it, Raymond. Like Frasier does stupid shit in the show, right? And so he, you know, he makes bad decisions. He's selfish, but the other characters pick him up on it. That's the thing. You yeah. need that balance. If the character is just they're just all horrible, which is what everybody loves Raymond seems like to me. He's got this awful mother, the terrible father, the brother, and Raymond, and his his poor wife has to put up with this fucking idiot. I just want to shake her and say, "Get away from this guy. He's dangerous. He's going to ruin your life." <laughs> I mean, another show where all of the characters are terrible, um, not not like not not badly acted or whatever. I mean, I mean, just like their personalities or, or whatever are are you know terrible is always yeah. sunny in Philadelphia. But that show is fucking hilarious. It. I have never watched it. It's super good. Like you should you should you should watch okay. it. It's funny as okay. hell. It's amazing. It yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. It gets it gets one of these shows that gets actually better with age as well and, okay. and actually the seasons get better as it goes along. Because so. I didn't I didn't watch Community until it had been out for like years. Well, I've never so, even watched Community. Isn't Chevy it, Chase It is in actually that? good. Yeah, it is good. I was surprised because if I, I, like if you tune in for an episode randomly, it means nothing. Man, like I, saw, watch it from the I start, saw like you know? a poster for it and I saw Chevy Chase didn't look anything like he looked in <laughs> National Lampoon's Summer Vacation. And I was like, yeah. nope, I, I'm not watching that. <laughs> I, I don't want to see that. I'm so, scared but, by the ravages of age. I don't yeah, want to know. It, yeah. it, it, it resonates with me. I think like, that's me. Yeah, I look at myself like five years ago. It's like, well, I don't look anything like myself. And it, you know, I don't want to see Chevy I see, like that. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I don't want to see Chevy It, it like is that. worth seeing though. It's a funny show. Yeah. Community's great. So yeah. Rome. Yeah. Um, we went, we went around Rome for like, we, we were there for like three or four days and stayed in this nice hotel. Rome is great. Like, I loved it. It was very, very, very pretty. Rome's they fantastic. Do, God. They drive like lunatics. Yeah. Uh, and, and everywhere. Like, you'll be on an alleyway having a cup of coffee in a cafe sort of thing. And a guy goes past in a car. Beep, beep. Yeah. 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 Scooters. Man, like, they love the scooters fuck? over there too, eh? They do. Holy they bloody shit. do. 
Yeah. That stereotype is is totally deserved. It's a hundred percent. Like yeah. and the hand waving, all that stuff. They they do that. Like they really do that. They all talk with their hands. They're all like, "Hey, Bernie, how could you do this?" They're sort of waving their hands and stuff. Like Great they, they really do. Flex. They yeah. do it. They're waving their hands just like this. Watch. <laughs> Listen, listen very carefully. Uh, I can hear it. Yeah, I can hear yeah, the, yeah, the, can, the air like dispersing. That. Yeah. Um, and we went to the Vatican. Um, obviously, I'm not a religious person at all. No, but it's worth going to. In terms to, of a, a building or a series of buildings to see, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And the, the main bit we saw was the uh, St. Peter's Basilica, right. which is this ridiculous church. It's like it is some, like something out of Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings. It's just so incredibly big and grand <laughs> yeah and it, it, it's just ludicrously high and there's yeah. this altar and the, the whole thing about the catholic church seems to be that if you're gonna have a floor make it huge and marble if you're gonna have a ceiling make it like the highest one there is and marble and if you've got some marble lying around put it put it somewhere like don't waste marble get marble everything and then if there's an altar you know the bit where the priest does, does the altary stuff yeah let's have an altar okay let's make it 40 stories high and he can stand at the top and throw marble down on the assembled crowd that's pretty much what happens the whole place was just ridiculous i yeah. couldn't believe it churches are really hit and miss like that because sometimes you go to a church and the altar is really crappy you know it's just like a <laughs> just a, like a block of wood and it's boring but then other times you go to church and like well, you yeah, said, but it's don't like, you think that's appropriate? Man, honestly, I'd rather go to the marble one. Because right, like but the a point bit is, of that's, that's not in, in that's the, not in the, the religion. Jesus oh, didn't give the a fuck. I want to be wowed. <laughs> One of the commandments wasn't pizzazz. I'm, I'm not there, I think the I'm word not there to learn is or listen Bible. to anything, okay? I want to be blown away. I want to have an experience, all right? And you're, part you're, of me uh, having experience is being visually stimulated by a massive altar. You're not meant to be. You're meant to be spiritually moved. And you're meant, like Jesus was a humble dude, right? I think he was that a that would help move my spirit, though, if I was wowed visually like that, you know? So you you, you go to church one day and yeah. Jesus is given the sermon, but he's okay. like, he's just wearing the white robe. All right, that'd be he's different, just a, though. It's, that's actual he's Jesus, okay? just a simple okay? wooden altar. But you don't know it's Jesus. And I would know going, it was Jesus, Yo, all right? He's got the beard the and the long... Where's the fucking I'm fucking bored over Yo, here. Yo, can what we get some fucking that? glam up in here, Jesus? Jeez, <laughs> it's so fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, I'd rather go to, like, the nice one than, like, the shitty... You know, like, churches in, in North America, I don't know if you've ever been to them, but... They're lazy, man. They're just like shitty fucking buildings that were probably meant to be like a grocery store. And then they just <laughs> had a change of heart at the last second. They're like, fuck, let's just make a church. Who cares? Like they don't even look churchy. <laughs> and like the insides are like really fucking weird and boring. And the altars yeah. are all made of wood and stuff. Like European churches are where it's at. Like, I, I think a church the, should be any, simple. Pick any European church and it's older than America. I know, I mean, but like, you know, you think that they could have done like a, an homage to like the old churches and not like try styled and, them up. Well, yeah, I think there's yeah. a lot of problems with those old style churches. They get very cold and they're a bit weird. And I don't know, like, it's just, they're, they're not very easy cold. to kind of you like. Should be, be cold. You should be cold at church. You should be freezing. I've keep, spent keeps a long time. A bit more freezing my balls off in church like yeah. no totally i think in italy though i don't i don't think i 100 percent agree with like what pflex said right i i think that having an extremely grandiose church reinforces that 
power of God. Okay, yeah. it's like that. He's Almighty. He's he, he can't be wrong. Like yeah. we've got. We're so powerful. We're so rich. Here's just a really elaborate showing of that. It's you know? terrible. That's not it's the like, message. The the the, I, this, the message was that I be like I honestly think oh, it, oh, if we're you so wanted humble. to be yeah. Uh, here's our reliquary with the, the golden blinging medallion uh, that we Christ didn't get wore. enough donations last year, and all we could afford was this fucking boring piece of wood. Um, you guys are the worst. To do our, our praying from you so. corrupted the message of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. No by man. It's yes, a, it's a temple Thou of worship. Thou shalt not worship graven image, sir. Graven, whatsoever that means. And I think that having a fucking basilica, right? Oh, and right. on the on the floor of the basilica, Man. as you're walking along there, it has a stone to say, this is how long St. Paul's is. Oh. And this is how long some other cathedral is. And here's another one. Look, it's not as long as this one, is it? Okay. It's, there's this one. It's got all the other ones in the in the world. You know just why showing, they, you know why this they is the biggest big? one. Yeah, you know why they build them big? Okay, because old G.O.D. is up there in the clouds looking down. You think he's going to see like a little fucking townhouse made of wood as a church? He no. doesn't actually have to look with he his does. eyes. He no, looks. he doesn't. He's he always looking. <laughs> he's, he is. That's the whole point. He's, he's going like, to see what the big, is that down He's going to see the big ass church, okay, with the marble. He's going to see that. It's huge. Fetch my binoculars. I think they built a really small wooden church. I want to see it. Those heathens have erected another wooden church, mama. It's <laughs> tiny. Boo! Blow it up. Blow it up. Smite it. It's not like you when you're spotting animals in the garden. What was it you were saying? You couldn't see them. <laughs> They're too far away. Man, what is that? I, fuck, I don't know. I don't. That wasn't me. That was Lewis. I'm sure it that was. That was you. I remember it really well. <laughs> I, I wanted to, you to do a nature documentary where you didn't leave a lawn chair. You have a lawn chair in the middle of the garden. And, and, uh, and at the end of the garden, I, like, I think... is. Is that a newt? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I can't really I see it knows. from here. Uh, something. Ah, uh, uh, shit. No. Have you guys watched Planet Earth 2 yet? The new... Uh, no. No, I saw yeah. you jizzing on Twitter about it, though. Is it, it good? It is so good. It's jizzworthy. It's uh, incredible. Okay. Like it, it, I mean, apart from the fact that... I don't know how they keep managing to find animals that I haven't seen before in a nature program. Like, all right, there are, there are ten years. There you are say penguins, that, right? you like, know, I've the ocean, penguins. they've only explored like 10% of the ocean. Who fucking knows what's down there? Like, yeah, alligators the size of like a building and stuff. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Probably not alligators in the ocean, I would no, wager. No, it was just an example. I'm okay. not getting technical. I'm just saying like, who knows what's <laughs> down there. I think is it's just an, a lot of fucking... Is that an alligator over there? <laughs> <laughs> Could be. <laughs> I think we found all the cool stuff. No, well, I think down there it's just going to be slugs and snails <laughs> yeah, but and they're worms cool and too. Shit. Some of them are crazy. Like they eat sand and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's the, the future nature documentaries. When they find it, we found a new animal. Everyone was like, ooh. And they're like, here it is. And it's just like a blob. It's just, it's yeah. just like eating Bleah. itself. It doesn't and just have any eyes. It doesn't need any. It just lives at the very bottom of the ocean. This Planet remarkable Earth creature. Three. Next. Doesn't look cool. Doesn't look cute. We've scraped the bottom of the barrel of the ocean <laughs> to find you all of the things that we didn't show you before. We have a collection of slugs with no eyes. Snails. <laughs> Weird uh, slime puddles. Sea worms. And, and probably the biggest fucking alligator you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> 
shit. I heard it was quite metal, like quite, quite kind of, quite cruel as in nature. Oh, it's, kind of, yeah. it's quite. I watched quite it with ad- the kids. It's quite adult. I watched, I watched the first episode again with the kids. Nice. Um, we've got, we've got a, a nice big telly. It's, it's beautiful HD picture and everything. So it's wow. like the, How it, big it's, is it? It's it's huge. It's the no, size like, of a big a big alligator. How many inches? Is it inches, a bit traumatic though? for them? Is it like huh? a fifty incher? I don't know what the the dimensions are. It's oh. fucking big. It's okay. like you could use it as a table. Is right? it a it's curve? Like, Does it curve? No, no, oh. no, it doesn't curve. But so we're watching it. My Who eldest, has one of those? she's like she's she's like seven and a half. She fucking loved it, right? Okay. My my f- one who's nearly five, she was in tears. Pretty much the whole time. Because well, anytime a lot the, the of an- like animal, like uh, predi- <laughs> not, predatorial not really. animals. Not, not Such really. a great dad. <laughs> She's got to tough it up, Lewis. I said to her, I said to her, listen, sweetheart. She tears immediately. You're like, you're going <laughs> to yeah. watch the rest of this yeah, 45 I minutes. <laughs> I said to her, listen, sweetheart, nature is cruel. I said, you've got to learn that these animals, I said, like, what the, if you haven't seen it, there's a scene where there's an iguana, baby iguanas, and the baby iguanas hatch up out of the sand. And my kids were like, oh, and then they were like, and then come the, the snakes. And oh. these snakes start coming at them. And the iguanas have to run up the beach to get to their parents who are like watching from the rocks. Like, God, son, you can do it. And these snakes are chasing oh, them down. That's, that's, the, that's the worst part about nature documentaries because they, it's like a really shitty sports day at school. Oh, it's there's, incredible. There, there's, there's no like they get to the point where like the baby iguana is going to get eaten by a snake, and the lead up is like two minutes of basically silence. And for those two minutes, you feel so fucking helpless. You're just like, oh shit, it's just gonna happen. Like I can't do anything. I have to sit here and watch this. Even Attenborough's just not talking anymore. He's yep. done. And then fucking it happens, and then the, the baby iguana dies, and you're just like, and then it's like, so cruel, Mother Nature. Like, Fuck no, not again. Another one bites well, the dust. It's, that was her reaction. Uh, she was she was literally in tears. She was trying to get away, and I was like holding her. It's like no, you must learn. And my eldest is going, yeah, you got to learn about you're the like snakes. holding open her eyelids. <laughs> I don't want to watch this. Oh, but the, and then they had they did have a bit where these penguins live on this island and this it's like the largest penguin colony in the world it's fucking huge it's like this volcanic island and the entire coastline is just like ragged jagged rocks and the penguins have to time it so that when a big wave crashes against the rocks they throw themselves in it and get swept out but they have to reverse that process to get back in they've got to ride the wave up to the rock and just try and jump and cling on and they get dashed against the rocks and they get covered in blood and they're like dragging themselves around and i was like Okay, now you can go. Like this is too much. Watching penguins get fucked up on a rock. Penguin, you, you, you're, you're penguins excused. are crazy though. Like I, I saw that March of the Penguins documentary years ago, and like holy shit, the fucking shit that penguins put oh up with God. is unbelievable. They are like, incredible animals. They really are. It's it's insane. Like I, I don't even know how they do it. I don't know how yeah. they manage to have babies and make more penguins and stuff. It's it's insane. Like they live in it's the crazy. harshest conditions ever. And yep. they starve. They virtually starve to death every year yep. because they have to just wait for shit to like come about so that they can start eating again and stuff. And it's it's insane. Who would yeah. want to do that? It's well, I, I know, know they don't want to. They they don't know any better or whatever. But fuck, it's it's just bonkers to me that that something managed to find that foothold. Like that yeah. there was a, a niche in nature that said, you know what we need is a flightless bird, which can fuck <laughs> off in the first place. And then it, it can barely walk, right? Yeah. It's like this, this fat waddling thing that can't fly. Yeah. Uh, it, it can swim real well, but it has no arms to climb. And it has to get down from a cliff and then it has to swim 50 miles, which is how far these penguins swam. 
and then uh, it has to come back and in a colony of tens of thousands of penguins find its mate. Man, I don't know if you've ever seen penguins at the zoo or whatever, but to add insult to injury after all of that, they fucking stink so bad too. Like they, they shit everywhere. It stinks. It's putrid. It's awful. And I just think like... Give these penguins a break. Give them something. Give them a break. Give them Give some them a redeeming good feature. Voice or something. I guess they don't even have a nice song. They have a. They're good at swimming though. Oh, they're the best. Man, they're, they're the like best. they're like torpedoes when they get in there. Yeah. But they don't don't spend a lot of time doing it, which is weird. Yeah. You know. I just I just feel like that evolutionary path for penguins because they've got those little vestigial wings, right? So there must have been something further back in the line that was a, a flying bird. Yeah. And then at some point that branched off and that branch was like, fuck flying. I know I'm a bird and I know that's bird heresy, but I'm taken to the seas and just decided to be a swimming bird. I'm like, wait. Man, maybe, maybe they were banished from the skies because maybe. they didn't fucking opt for the marble and stuck to the wood. <laughs> of course. Well, no, God created them. Bear that in mind. You know what the fuck um, are you talking about? So you know he he obviously just if God created oh, penguins, he fucked up, dude. What was he thinking? What kind of design decision is maybe that? that maybe that maybe that was like one of the first things he created. He's like, um, I'm a little anxious <laughs> here. I'm not very good at this. Let's just try this out and hope for the. Oh shit. Okay, well, we'll learn from our mistakes and make better things next time. Make, like, Let's maybe put, that put was him it. on a quiet island out of the way. No one <laughs> will notice. Hopefully we'll nobody ever finds these things because they're, they're not my best work. It's <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so Rome, what, what else did you get up to in Rome? Um, we walked around a lot. Like we just walked, we ate like, yeah, obviously love the Italian food every day and just hung out and it was very romantic and very nice. And, uh, it was, it was good. Sweet. It was good. And then got back and obviously we had the, uh, we were going to go to, I don't know if I shall not mention its name on Friday, the Friday of in, in October. You know what I'm talking about? Friday the 13th? No, no. It, the, the thing I was going to go to. I don't want to offend anybody. It was a thing that we were all going to go to, and it was it was cancelled. Oh, com Comic Con! Shh, don't say it. Oh shit! Oh, sorry. Right. That's were we going to go? Now. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. we're going to go, weren't you? Yeah. Your kid was really excited. She about was it and very everything. excited. Yeah. Did you just did you just tell them that they had a? Um, no, I told them. I they, told them the whole story. The thing wasn't just they they just closed it down. They, yeah, I told them the whole story. No, no, no. I told them the whole down. honest story. And uh, there was alligators there, and yeah, there were you know, and penguins, but not the good kind. The, they couldn't yeah. get the penguins to show up. Swamp. So. And then yeah. it was yeah. my mate's fortieth birthday, and I got absolutely hammered. Nice. Um, and spent the next two days recovering, and then Halloween, obviously, which was great fun. I live in a neighborhood full of families and stuff, so Halloween is really good, and did some people really up? go to town. I did yeah. not, no, but my kids did. My my eldest went as um, a vampire queen, okay, and the youngest went as a zombie tennis player. Her <laughs> idea, nice, um, and she just wanted to be a zombie tennis player. I don't know where she got it from, but so I had to get her a little tennis outfit and little tennis racket and everything. Man, and maybe she likes Tim Hedman. Like He's like a zombie tennis player, so <laughs> yeah, or maybe. was he was. Yeah, just and then we had now. Guy Fawkes Day, which was a good crack. Oh, we were away for that. So, we? of course, Guy Fawkes Night every year gets more and more forgotten about because it comes so soon after Halloween. Yeah. That it's like, but then oh, there, was a, there was that one year where that fireworks factory blew up. You remember that? 
that was like the ultimate one. Nobody could top that one. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? So, so ever since the fireworks factory blew up, yeah, near to everyone Guy was like, tonight. "Oh shit, what are we gonna have to do next year?" Like, blow up two of them, or like, and then and everybody just sort of said, "Ah, fuck it." I don't think the Let's fireworks factory blew up on Guy Fawkes Day. I'm, that I'm sure been a it bit did. Convenient, wouldn't it? No, I'm sure it did though. Like that, I remember clearly this yeah. happening at some point. They were like, "That's it. There's no topping it." We're yeah. done. We're it's done. done. Yep. Man, that we thing just blew up constantly <laughs> for like 12 hours. Like it was insane. Like just God. when they thought they were like, okay, I think finally, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> nope, nope, it's not done. It's just and like every kept time going. the fire brigade wanted to go in, they were like, no, 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 you never <laughs> nope. approach a firework even if you think <laughs> it's gone out. <laughs> Roman candles were just going like crazy. And, oh, man. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty devastating. You know what they need to get? They need to get a dad. He'll walk up to a firework that should have gone off and hasn't, because that's what dads do. The that's kids it. go, no, yeah. dad, you must. You're like, hey, don't worry, kids. I've got this. And just praying, please don't explode in my face. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's going yeah, yeah, You don't exactly want those things like. going off in your hand. Holy shit. Yeah. It is such a dad. I remember my dad doing that as well. Just, we were all like, no, dad, don't go back there. And he would just sort of walk <laughs> did he out have like the, the big? Did he have the big sand pit like in your backyard and nobody was allowed to go close to it? He'd have to like launch them and stuff no my mum used to get me because i mean obviously my, my parents were divorced so there was there was no dad to hand oh. so i had to i had to step up i've been a dad most of my life god damn it like in Holy spirit shit. so i had to go up and i did the fireworks because my mum and my sister this didn't want to get near the hair <laughs> yeah exactly i was dad the at 25 of doing those fireworks yeah. man the responsibility for your 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 time before it, you're actually a dad, yeah. Yeah, holy shit. But so mum can't go and light fireworks. That's, no, that's not a mum thing. No. no. Mum's the one that says, careful. That you, yeah. need, you need that. From inside, like like from the kitchen window. <laughs> Behind the door, yeah. Careful out careful. there. Don't burn yourself. I'll be 20 feet away if you need me. <laughs> through, a, through, through the window. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust you guys. With any I always thought it was probably more dangerous to be behind a window because, you know, if the firework did fire at you, the window would like smash. And then yeah, but windows get... don't shatter now. Like single pane windows do, but like if you've got... Um, if double you've, glazing. If you've got double glazing, it does that thing that windshields do, you know, like it just cracks a lot, but like uh, none of the window, like no fragments go flying or anything like that. It's all contained. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. It's got like, a, like, a, like some sort of film over it or something that holds it all in. So you'd be fine. But like, yeah, if we it was like back um, in the 1940s or something. And you're a, dead. And yeah, single plane, a single pane um, of, single of glass would, would single shatter and, and stab you a million <laughs> yeah, times no. directly in the heart and probably your face too. So you'd be oh dead. Oh my God. Yeah. Maybe, oh, I suppose so, yeah. We always used to buy fairly low powered crappy fireworks um, right. that were... Were they the indoor fireworks? No, I mean, we had some indoor fireworks as well at, at Christmas and things, but not, you know, we, did, we didn't have like, a, we didn't live in a block of flats and the best thing we could do on Guy Fawkes night was have some indoor fireworks. Like, <laughs> I, went, uh, I the remember one which... a friend of mine invited me around one time for fireworks night and I was like, he's got, yeah, we're going to have fireworks. I was like, oh, cool. And it was just a, a single pack of the indoor fireworks. Like the the, the the weird thing that you light, it's like a tablet and the, the snake comes out of the top of it. It's like oh. the least, the most underwhelming thing. It's just a chemical reaction and produces a shitload of this weird black foam. That's it. Yeah. I was like so a, disappointed. I remember there was a firework 
that literally looked like a, a, a quality street chocolate or something, you know, and you light it and it just, it turns into a gigantic like dog poo. That's yeah. what it looks like. Yeah, it's it's like so weird. The dog poo firework. What a fucking, what a great thing. Yeah. That is. <laughs> like in, in Canada and, and well, in, in America, well, Canada on the 1st of July is, is Canada day. So that was like our firework day. Like that, that's when okay. you do your fireworks. Like, and, and, and throughout the year, not really, you know, it was just Canada Day and New Year's, New Year's Eve, like fireworks yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. But but Canada Day was the big one. I remember like they do be, like massive fireworks, like from Parliament Hill and stuff in Ottawa. And I guess mm. the 4th of July is the American one where they go out and they buy all their humdingers and zizzle fraggers and whatever, <laughs> you know, the ones, the ones that rip up the sky and, and, and stuff. And, but I don't know, like, it, it's weird. Like, we, we didn't really, like, it wasn't like a, like the done thing. Like, over here, people buy, like, a lot of fireworks in France, I guess, and bring them back over here and make a big deal about launching them in their backyard and stuff and, and all throughout. Why do, you, the, why do you have to go to France? Well, that's the done thing over here. Well, they, Bastille ah. Day is July 14th, isn't it? And they have a lot from leftover after that. And yeah. it, they're, they're pretty cheap and pretty pretty big as well. I think their, their rules on fireworks are a little bit less than ours yeah. are. So people do that. Um, but like, ah. yeah, it's pretty weird. I don't know. There's Like where I grew up anyway, there wasn't like a lot of like homebrew fireworks. Like you just went downtown and watched like the real mm. show, you know? It was Canada Day this kind of thing where you did have fireworks yourself in your garden? No. Was that the kind of... No, no, no. nobody really did that. Not where I lived, okay. anyway. Hmm. That was definitely a thing we did. And Halloween wasn't really a big deal at all when I was a kid. No, oh, it was for us. Like, in, in North America, Halloween's fucking huge. Like, well, it was when I was a kid, anyway. Like, we'd it have pillowcases full yeah. of candy. Like, it was nuts. When I, no, when we, I was we, in New we, York, it was yeah. big, and then I came over here, and nobody did it, and yeah. I was really disappointed. It's I was only like, like it's only in the past couple of years over here, I'd say that yeah. it's gotten really big. Like yeah, it's not, yeah, and it really does overshadow uh, Guy Fawkes Night because it comes so soon after it that, yeah. that you just sort of everything is all Halloween out the ass because they, yeah. you know, it's such a seasonal holiday where you decorate everything and, and every, every, you know, every shop now has spider webs and stuff in it and cobwebs and Halloween specials. I guess Guy Fawkes Night has never really had that branding. Well, this, no. this year was the first year where it was the double whammy and it caught me a little bit off guard. I went into, we went into a store to buy a couple of Halloween things. Cause when you have kids, they want to like decorate the house and they, you know, they look forward to trick or treating and stuff. And that's, that's all fine and stuff. So we go in and we, we go in to buy the stuff and right next to the Halloween stuff, it was like a half and half. There was Halloween stuff and Christmas stuff. I couldn't fucking believe it. Like it was crazy. This isn't even at the end of October. This is like halfway through October leading up to Halloween. Yeah. They're already selling like, fucking singing santas and uh just like just all of this oh it was nuts fucking yeah. crap yeah we were in um jesus we were candles in, Target, weren't and, we, oh, in america and there was literally like two whole aisles full of christmas crap yeah and, and we were there on like the the, the third of november or whatever it's yeah. like holy shit it's nuts like, eh? it's basically two months of and they're playing like christmas music as well it's like it's like two months of the year is now christmas yeah which i guess I, I, I like Christmas. Don't get me wrong. I love Christmas. I think it's a really, it's that whole thing, that, 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 that Danish word, huge, 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 Yeah. That's a big word now. It means like comfort and coziness. Um, and it's, and I, I, I really feel that whole vibe, you know, come, come January, 
like you know it's just cold and miserable and wet and freezing and shitty i'm like oh fuck i don't feel any kind of com- coziness at all but yeah you know the whole way through christmas i'm just i'm i'm full on just i love it i love it it's a bit so actually do you know what i'm not i'm, I'm gonna say yeah it's a bit early but i actually i don't really mind <laughs> i do i like like the week of christmas i like like christmas eve christmas day boxing day and like the couple of days leading up to the new year or whatever i i don't mind like you know if you if you have a like a normal nine to five job normally if you're lucky enough you can get that time off so you just you know lays around a lot eat there's lots of movies and stuff on TV that you can just watch during the day and stuff. It's pretty cool. I like that time. I hate the fucking lead up. Like, it drives me nuts. I hate the fucking stores and all the shit and all these fucking weird frothing people buying up all this shit all the time. And, like, uh, it's nuts. It's like the, the stores aren't going to fucking close. Like, you don't, you're not preparing for the fucking end of the world here. You know, like, just act normal like it's it's just fucking christmas like you don't have to lose your shit every year leading up like three weeks before christmas it's crazy like people are yeah. nuts so you decorated your house for halloween and then i guess you have to take all that down and then decorate for i mean christmas. we didn't decorate the house what well, we decorated the front door we put like some spider okay, webs on right. and some fake I was spiders that you'd like carved some pumpkins up. no no and then like so i know your i know your son is like halloween could you know forget christmas yeah if you yeah. just had a long halloween he'd yeah be he'd love it delighted. Yeah, yeah yeah but no like christmas we put up a tree and like we put up a couple of things but we don't like put lights all around the house and that's another thing that's not like super popular over here i don't find any way like in north america putting christmas lights on your house holy shit like every house has them pretty yeah. much especially if you're out in the suburbs and stuff but over here not so much you don't see like that many house is like fully fully decorated with lights we, we generally like we generally put a string of lights around like the windows and, and door frames and stuff like that and some outside but um i don't put like f- no, nothing that flashes on and off like it's a nice steady Not peaceful like glow christmas I don't like, vacation where you drain the grid sort of thing. i hate that i hate any flashing lights yeah offend offend me greatly a light should be steady what about a what about a homebrew nativity scene outside on your front lawn is it is, is it that really like that? weird or or insensitive in some way or offensive then yes like the weirder and more offensive they are the better i think yeah make them just bonkers but but made from a point of view the person doesn't realize it's bonkers those are my favorites when you see something that's just like why is et playing the baby <laughs> jesus here <laughs> that's what i like Right. Do you like hiding weird shit in Christmas decorations? I found a lot of trash in my garden and I made a nativity scene with it. <laughs> Look, who's Why the is three baby white Jesus a uh, old container of bleach? I, I don't get it. <laughs> the, uh, the, the three wise men, Coca-Cola, Pepsi and Dr. Pepper has come to pay tribute. And Dr. Pepper, don't be fooled. He's a legitimate doctor as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hobo's Christmas. A hobo nativity. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I, I find I find people uh, like extra irritating around Christmas. I, I don't know what it is. Like it, you can just sense like how crazy they're going as well. Like the stress is building up. There's a lot of pressure. They probably have like family flying in from fucking who knows where to stay with them for a week and stuff. And these people are buying like four turkeys and like just all of this shit. And you're like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> Get a fucking I think, grip. I think you know what that's that's the thing I don't like is people who get stressed about yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Like, uh, but the thing is, bear in mind, 
that we're not seeing this from, and this is going to sound sexist, but I honestly think it's true from a, a, a woman's perspective. My wife gets super fucking stressed, and I don't yeah. know any of my friends' wives that don't get stressed about Christmas if they have family coming to stay. Yeah. They feel that the emphasis is on them to sort it out, and if they fuck it up, it reflects badly on them, because no one expects me to do shit, right? No one's expecting me to sort out Christmas. It's no. always on Mrs. F. So, yeah. uh, even though I, you know, I do a lot for Christmas, something like that, and I, I help out, but she, the emphasis is still I on her. I wear my so sweater, I think, and I get blindingly, I get ragingly drunk. By drunk. Noon, but, you know, yeah, that, <laughs> that's, that's my it. fucking job. I'm a dad, it's Christmas, I'm gonna sit on the sofa, complain about the TV, and yeah. say, there's no good movies on this year, what the fuck, they showed this last year, and whilst drinking, uh, you know, Bailey's or whatever, at like one, one in Poppins the afternoon. Mary will be on for sure, though. You know it'll be on. Yeah, that'll be on. The kids love that movie. Yeah, but. yeah. We watched Oliver the other day, Oliver the Musical. Wow. You know, Oliver, exclamation mark, that yeah, one. Yeah, it, yeah. That is a hell of a long movie. I'd forgotten how long it is. Yeah. But uh, I always sing that song um, that Mr. Bumble sings when he's trying to sell Oliver to, like, that undertaker. Because uh, it's such a tragic song. He's actually, it's like the slave trade, right, with this this orphan kid. And I sing that to the kids all the time. If I if I claim I'm going to sell them, I walk around singing that song. It's quite funny. Anyway, we watched it and they were like, that's that song you were singing. I was like, yeah, this is the musical it came from. This is Oliver. And they watched the whole thing like with rapt attention. And they just couldn't believe how shitty that kid's life was. And yeah. I, it kind of made me think that... Christmas is a big deal for them, but really, I th- it's I just you were another. Say how shitty your re- rendition of it was. <laughs> well, no, Harry Kinkum, obviously. But... Different. Dad, this, this is, is way it, better. It, I barely it, recognized it. <laughs> it has notes in it, Dad, and the, the singer hits them. What the fuck? Yeah, but it you was were weird. trying to copy this. <laughs> <laughs> They're too young to be that judgmental. When they're older, they could do that. Yeah. Uh, Dad, yeah, I just want to call funny. into question your rendition of the uh, song that Mr. Bubble sang in Oliver uh, circa 20, 2014, 2015. I realize now this is 30 years ago, but I just thought I'd bring it to your attention. Uh, I've written yeah. an essay concerning your performance. <laughs> I made a very lengthy Tumblr post about the, the do's and don'ts of uh, Oliver renditions. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Maybe what if I end up as like a, a Tumblr post? My kids will be like, "Why my dad was a terrible dad." Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just uh, like so, some some uh, that's some the fear. picture um, that their friend has drawn of me hunched over a computer playing playing Dota or something. I, and, I mean, uh, there's plenty of pictures like that available of us as well. So like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, they're going to be able to put together a pretty solid case about how bad of dads we are. With all the pictures yeah. of us pouring over So your, video your games. kids were watching it with rapt attention, thinking, oh my God, this is what he meant all those times when he was trying to sell us. Yeah. Our lives would be like this. I would walk around the Christmas. house singing, like, you know, that, that they were like, that I was trying to sell them because I was sick of them, sort of thing. That's the song. Just teasing. Yeah. Like, they, they know. They, you know, it's funny and everything. But, yeah. But, um, but, but in when the back they saw of their it, mind, they were thinking, thinking oh. is he really going to sell us to just anyone? <laughs> A friend of mine's mum used to do that. If if um if these if the kids were acting up, what their mum would do is she would say, "You see that man she over would there? Actually I'm, sell I'm them. gonna give you to that man over there if you don't behave yourself." And it would be like she'd pick like the creepiest, weirdest guy standing around. So they they have an innate terror of strangers as yeah. a result of being told that basically they were going to be given to one of these strangers. I'm gonna give you to that man over there if you don't stop. Probably, just give, that, that's that a man good is tactic, probably some hard actually. done by dad. He's yeah. on his lunch break, yeah. you know. 
He's like fucking ground down by his job. He's got the kids at home. He's thinking, oh, I get this little bit of a break. And that woman over there is pointing at him. He's just I thinking, get this oh, one sliver fuck? of sunlight every day. And even now I'm being judged by that man and his children. Lord have mercy. It's just my lunch break. Oh, man. Poor dads. Yeah. Fuck, you got to feel sorry yeah. for a dad. Like, nah. Yeah. I see other Do dads out there and I'm just like... I feel you, bro. It's the the ones you, that look like broken men. They're the yeah. ones that they've given up. Yeah, like they're, they're, just... they're forced to wear like, you know, like a, hmm. a, like a salmon pink dress shirt or something like that with a pair of oh, jeans. And you just think, but they're, they're, oh, man, they're the what dad, the fuck dad happened spons- to you? Dad responsibilities. It's like, it's like the same thing <laughs> as happens with the, with the mom on Christmas, though, right? Like, you know, all the pressure that you have to... Get every get all the food ready because the shots won't be closed, and you've got to make sure everyone's got everything. It's, yeah. And you know you don't want to get up from the from the TV and be like, oh, you know, where's the Baileys? And she goes, oh, I forgot the Baileys. Christmas is ruined. You know she's got all this pressure. <laughs> you bitch. Christmas, <laughs> Christmas, and Christmas without the goddamn Baileys. Baileys. <laughs> where's the ice? I want a Baileys. Honey, I forgot them. You forgot the Baileys. Christmas is cancelled. Give me those presents back, kids. We're leaving. <sighs> Oh man! Exactly. That's that's the little paranoia in the back of her mind. But yes, yeah, in the yeah. same way, you have your dad's responsibilities, like going back to the lit firework Maybe. and you know joining joining up when the war starts. I don't know. <laughs> this, 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 yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> pretty all much the things it. that dads have to do. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're expendable, right? Mum is needed to bring up those kids, but you you you're, you're going to have to go. That's and, true. Um, in time of war, they might even require a forty year old man like me to go and uh, die uh, to uh, you know soak up some. Soak up some of the nukes, yeah. We need. No, you'll be a general. We need bodies. um, We no, they've seen me play Civ Lewis. They're not going to put me in charge of anything. (laughs) They're not going to put. You're going to be a grunt. (laughs) You're going to be cannon (laughs) Dead in second. Holy shit, (laughs) man. Anyway, Uh, Sips will be called up to the Mounties. Of course. Yeah, got to police those mountains. You you never know what's going on there. You know, could be like some. Could be like a Navy SEAL team or something trying to invade the mountains. Got to get the you, horse back. They put you in charge of the mountains. You'd be like, I think we're going to go deep, deep into the forest. We're going to portage the crap out of this forest way, way deep just in case. You guys just leave us out there. Don't worry about us. Okay, we'll be fine. And just we're going to set up, up our HQ forest. on a fortified island. <laughs> Far oh, away from the shit forest. We'll like... It'll be like those those members of the Japanese army who were still fighting like thirty years later <laughs> yeah, and didn't, yeah. didn't it's realize like lost. the like war the guy in the bunker. I know, like it wasn't anything to do with the war, but that's kind of like that, right? Like yeah, he's yeah. left at his post. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on. He's like, oh shit, maybe we're winning. I don't know. They've forgotten about us. We haven't had any any intel or radio comms with the with the with the mainland for. Well, about thirty years now. <laughs> you know, right. you know those guys, the the, the, those guys that were stuck on the islands, those, the Japanese soldiers that like didn't surrender. The locals yeah. would go to them with like foghorns or, or loudspeakers, saying, "The war has been over for thirty years." But they Please, didn't yeah, but they them. thought that was like psychological warfare, though they didn't believe for it. For thirty right. years, yeah, yeah, and so so they would they would still like commit like um, they would commit raids and steal stuff like to survive, yeah. And, and they but still they had their like thirty-year-old service like they would rifles kill people stuff from time to time. Like it's yeah, not. It's, I mean, it's seen it as kind of thing. a funny so, story, but those guys were fucking nuts, man. And in other news, those three crazy fucking guys that think that the war is still going have struck again. And this time, it looks like they <laughs> stole a tin of beans from old Miss Maggie, who was coming home. 
they stole and a they, pie off the window. She was on her way to the bus, pie. which which seems to actually scare the shit out of these three guys. They've never seen one before. <laughs> <laughs> and they killed her. They killed her. <laughs> yep, they used the bayonet this time. It was it was pretty messy. Jesus Christ. They used the cover of Fireworks Night to commit a daring raid on a local town. They've killed 55 children. It's like, whoa. We Sources believe that the firework factory explosion was caused by these three guys. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> With 30 years' experience, they'd probably be fucking ninjas Holy at that shit. point. Yeah, man. They must be training in their bunker and everything like all the time. But they had Nuts. to get, they, they wouldn't surrender until their original officer, like some unbelievably old dude went out there and said, That's give it right. a fucking rest, lads. So I mean, like, <laughs> they had to get this like, 85-year-old guy yeah. to like wheelchair him up there to him and just fucking in the middle of nowhere and left him there, I guess, to like, you know. But they were like, like saluting and everything. Know, and like they were a like, yep, trap. You did your duty, back to Japan you go. It's like, it's not their fault. It fucking is their fault. See sense. Look at this shit. The war clearly isn't still going on, lads. Think about it. 30 years? You know, even if the war was raging on, occasionally, if I was in the middle of the war, I'd be like, fuck, I wonder if the war's over. Like, you know, you just would. It's just like that natural curiosity, right? Because, like, it's such a chaotic and confusing time. Like, I guess. There'd be times where you, you could convince yourself that it was over. And, like, Maybe. I don't understand why those guys didn't. Like, it's nuts. I, I think what they could have done was wheeled up a giant screen and projected footage of Japan surrendering and bombs falling and, like, color television and people saying, World War II, glad that ended back in 1945, and, like, just broadcast that day and night into the jungle until eventually these guys go, yeah, all right, maybe it's over. Yeah. It's like, the, it, it's, like the, it's, it's weird, though, isn't it? Like, I understand in a way them not surrendering until they got the all clear to do so sort of thing because i think i think the japanese army was trained that way you know like you're talking about an army that with an air force where you know kamikaze pilots existed so like these people were like pretty sort of like fuck i better do it as i'm told you know to the letter and never deviate from the plan because I'll probably get caned or something yeah. like that. Yeah, they, they so. took it kind of seriously, you could yeah. say. They, they were, took it they pretty were, seriously. They were the tryhards of their time, I would say. They were. Mega yeah. tryhards. Yeah. So. Man, this reminds me of a story. So um, one of the great things, one of, the, one of my favorite stories about uh, World War One is um, Ernest Shackleton when he went off to explore the South Pole. Yeah, and yeah. He, he went, he, this was after Scott's expedition, after Amundsen yep. had conquered the South Pole before Scott and Scott had died on the way back with his expedition and, and he was this this real uh, national hero a, a real a real solid symbol of Englishness and, and, and Britishness to to you know challenge everything and, and die against you know in a sort of epic way um, and Shackleton kind of never really got the, the prestige as much as, as Scott even though he tried to do things like cross a, the whole pole or do, do all sorts of expeditions but he was fraught with bad luck usually Shackleton um, anyway, he was—he basically went off in 1914, when before the war had started. So they set off in August 1914, just at the very outbreak of the um, of the Great War. Handy. Um, and and well, no, actually, he said, "Hey, can we instead go?" So he petitioned the Admiralty to say, "Hey, can we can we p- be part of it?" And he received um, a one-word telegram saying, "Proceed." That's all. So, so he was told to just go <laughs> off on his mission okay, nice. and, and, and do it. And so he went off to the South Pole, stopped at, at Buenos Aires in South Georgia. And it was a long trip. And anyway, they, they went the Aires. whole way around. 
Buenos Aires, yeah, and off to the South Pole. Buenos Aires, you mean? Buenos Aires? Fucking Buenos Aires. Buenos. How do you pronounce? How do you pronounce? Buenos Aires. Buenos. Buenos. Bueno. Bueno. Kinder Buenos Aires. Delicious. Boners Aries. I'm going to Boners Aries. Can you continue to interrupt me throughout the story, please? So, obviously, he, he got stuck on an ice shelf, right? And their ships, they, they, they had to take the lifeboat off and they stayed on the lifeboat for a while. They ate seals for like a year and walruses and stuff. It was horrible. And they fucking fought with penguins and slapped them around. I don't know. <laughs> Shit. Kicked them around as fucking footballs. I don't know. They entertained themselves. However, men stuck on an ice shelf in the middle of fucking nowhere do Sodomy. in the freezing cold they, for the best part of the year. Have sex with stuff. Whatever is available, pretty much. Yep. And um, obviously, World War One's going on and it's absolutely terrible. And he has, they have no idea because back in the time, they just thought, oh, World War One's not going to be this big deal. It's just going to be over by Christmas. Like, it's just going to be a little, a little kerfuffle in Europe. Um, anyway, so their, their boat like sank and they, they took this tiny lifeboat and they, they, they rode it well, like 1,300 kilometers um, to, to, off to, to South Georgia, which is also in the middle of fucking nowhere, by the way. No one lived on South Georgia yeah. and they didn't even know if anyone would be there. And so they finally reached this. Um, whaling station in 1916 okay after literally climbing a mountain range so they landed on one side of the island they had to climb over an entire mountain range on the island to get to this fucking whaling station and uh, they were they were absolutely wrecked and the people and and so i think they they saw you know they saw that the three of them made it there and they all looked like in absolute shit shape. And so they, they came up to this way station. These little kids saw them and ran off immediately. And then another man saw them and ran off immediately. Cause they thought, they thought they were like the devil or some monster had come out of the sea. Nice. You know? and, and so, you know, they, they finally met this man who was absolutely terrified of them. And, you know, he said, he said, who are you? Where have you come from? And Shackleton replied, you know, we've lost our ship and we've come over the island. And this guy said, you've, you've come over the island? Like, what, what the fuck? This is crazy. No one's ever come over the island before. Who are you? Anyway, he, he eventually said, 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 who I am. I'm Shackleton. You know, got a picture, an old newspaper clipping or something, and then proved who he was. And uh, the first question he actually asked was, you know, tell me, when was the war over? And uh, the, man, the man in the whaling station looked at him, you know, wide-eyed and said, the war is not over. Millions are being killed. Europe is mad. The world is mad. So wow. that's, that's, that's one of the most amazing things. So Shackleton was such a hero. Can you imagine after all of that, after being completely cut off from the world and having this incredibly tr- turbulent trial where you thought you were going to die hundreds of times, yeah. doing all of this in 1914, only to find that you know what's going on in Europe is, is absolutely completely crazy it was because world war one was just yeah yeah, yeah. did he immediately set sail for the front lines to the front lines men and just straight to battle <laughs> <laughs> just led the charge <laughs> where's the nearest country we're at war with point me in that direction and off he goes in his fucking rowboat again that's some hearts of iron <laughs> shit right there. Holy fuck. Oh, Back man. in the whale rowboat, man, they climb across the island again. All right. Well, hey, listen. Um, so we went on a trip, right? And uh, as is custom when I go on a trip that's like a week long or whatever, I catch up on TV. I watched the latest series of Game of Thrones and man, did I ever like it. It was yep. good. It was a it's really a good one. 
I don't want to spoil anything, so if you haven't seen it, stop listening now. But um, for those of you who have seen it, holy shit, who wasn't satisfied with Ramsey Bolton's demise? Because, oh, man, it was good. That was guy good. was such a fucking dingus, and he honestly, was. he had it coming. Holy he shit. He did. I was very happy to see him die. Yeah. I like the, the, I think the, the payoff for Game of Thrones is you have to watch all your favorite characters suffer and die, like Hodor and people like that, which was just a mind-blowing episode. Like that, <laughs> yeah. that Hodor episode was was the, the episode. That that moment was such a Game of Thronesy moment. It was. I think no yeah, one quite was, realized how it, emotionally invested they were in Hodor it as was, well. It was so great moment, but it, it, like I mean, all the memes and stuff had started before I'd seen it, so I knew it was coming. I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know at all. So I, I watched. I, I was genuinely time, no. moved by it because it was just so staggering. Yeah. A moment. I was like, oh my god, that is so good. That is so fucking good. Yeah. So when uh, and then obviously you know that like the payoff is you have all those moments where your favorite characters get killed brutally and everything, but then the payoff is that the bad guys also die sometimes. Yeah, they always And that's do, yeah. like so cathartic when you see like Ramsey Bolton or what was that other shithead, the guy with the blonde hair. Joffrey, Tom, right? Tommen. <laughs> 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 I was no, thinking I mean, Joffrey. Fucking Rip, he's dead too. Yeah. And, and that's been kind of satisfying as well. Just Cersei slowly losing everybody that, you know, she's such a wretched cunt as well. Ugh, she's and, the worst. You know, like, I, it's it's good that, like, slowly she's just being chipped away at as well. Like, it's, it's, it's pretty good. But I guess I was, she's I like... Mean, Next she, season, she, she's the, she's the she's the chief though. So yeah, who knows? but I mean, honestly, I I'm kind of sympathetic to to Cersei. Like, if you look at the people that she's surrounded by, don't get me wrong, she's she's a cold bitch, right? Yeah. But so's every other fucker in in Game of Thrones. There, yeah. there's, there's hardly any good guys. Not more so than the Mountain, who is just like some sort of fucking undead. Yeah, abomination. But I mean, she, she's like she's clinging on to power, and she's trying to. She's always trying to protect her family. Right? She's all talking yeah. about her family and all the rest of it. And she does genuinely just want them. Like she wants the same thing for them that her father wanted for her, which was the only way to stay protected in this shitty world that some bastards written us into is to have enough power to fuck over anybody that tries to fuck with you. And if you don't do that, they'll get to you first. Like that's yeah. the world she lives in. Yeah. So I, I try not to judge Cersei based on modern standards of decency. Obviously, she's. A fucking idiot and you know you'd hate her but she's 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 not an idiot she's just a bitch but she's she's got to be like she's yeah, the product yeah. of her environment so and, and her parents so I, I don't judge cersei that badly so john, Sno of, john snow's the good guy obviously yeah he's john like the snow's ultimate pretty good, good guy john john snow's story is pretty cool too like you know like he's he, he's he's a likable hero sort of thing yeah. isn't he my only um, problem with Jon Snow is that when he comes back to life, I'm kind of thinking that's a bit like when they write a character out of a series and then bring him back a series later, like, uh, viewing figures were falling, so don't worry, he's back. It was just a trip that he took uh, to the moon, and he's back yeah, now. Yeah, but like, it's it's got to do with the whole sort of thing, like that Robin Hood guy who's... Um, um, Beric Dondarrion or whatever, um, you know, he's still he's still alive too, right? And he's been yeah. killed, you know, nine times or whatever now. And in the book, originally, Cat uh, Stark was meant to be the next, right? But they that uh. hasn't made it into the into the TV series. She was yeah. she was she was like the Walking Dead, right? She, I hate she came people back. talking about this. I hate people talking about the fucking books as if as if like it matters. Like the, no, no, the, but the there's definitely like a so big difference. There's, there's, I couldn't care less about that those characters i'm glad they got rid of them no like, no honestly, but i'm just I saying everything that, like, that this george whole... r. r martin touches is gold i think a lot of his stuff is boring and i'm not crap. saying that at all i'm just saying that there's definitely a big 
um, plotline around yeah, to being resurrected for, from the yeah. from the dead. Yeah. Like, and it, and, and that seems to happen to a couple of people only. Yeah, it's very dangerous to to resurrect a character from the dead because it it makes you lose your. If you're watching something in the world, you're like, well, you know, you're basically invulnerable now, aren't you? It's like watching James Bond all of a sudden. You're like, well, uh, James Bond's not going to fucking die. Yeah, is there's he? no peril. You know, it kind of, no. It's kind of like one of the great things about Game of Thrones back in the day was that anybody could die and it was you know that the classic death of of rob is like uh, really a, a surprise one yeah you know and 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 there's loads of those and and do you know what i fucking actually give a shit now i don't really give a shit because i know certain characters are immune to death well no right? but that's that's the thing i think i think john snow could still die and i think that like he, he he needs to come back for this thing because there's there's definitely some sort of like higher power at play or, or something anyway but i don't think that that means that he's just immune from death forever now like i think i think i think as with anything in game of thrones like once they've sort of served their purpose or, or run their course they're gone sort of thing but equally i'm glad that sandor clegane is back because he's fucking awesome yeah yeah, it's He's a great, a it's a great show. I love it. I love, I like, I like how it's all very much based on all of the War of the Roses, like you know, I, I, the the real history of, um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, if you like George R. R. Martin, you should read all these history books, <laughs> like yeah. where people have gone through all the history of, you yeah. know, about the Prince of the Tower and, yeah, and yeah, all, yeah. all the all the all the cruel, horrible stuff that was done in the Middle Ages with all the. Um, all these, all the, all the infighting across Europe and all the politics and and man, it was there were some really amazing real life stories yeah. that, that actually fucking happened. Yeah. And it's if, true. if you're interested in that, then I'm not going to suggest you anything in particular. Yeah, um, they do say that but, sometimes fact is indeed stranger than fiction. Mm, good point. Indeed. Well spoken. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Oh my goodness. Now that we're now that we're getting all literary. Um, well, I mean, we have bodega shirts now, so there's yeah. probably no oh, chance God. in hell that there's not going to be another bodega so today. They are so good, by the way. I yeah, they're so there's love. some sub you can. I don't know if they're available yet. I got on mine. Store. I got I've one. Got two. Sh- I, I got, got one two. In, in the mail. It's really yeah. nice. You guys got said bodega shirts. Yeah, yeah. Hell I yeah, wore, baby. I wore them the moment I got it. I stripped. Boom! This is going on. I fucking love it. It's got my name on it, lads. Yeah. It's the first T-shirt I've ever had that has my name on. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's so actually happy. got his full real name on there. How about that? Yeah. Well, uh, so there's now a bodega shirt available on store.yourskills.com. You can buy that. That's the, that's the only thing we've got supporting this podcast. So, <laughs> And <laughs> uh, the goodwill of our listeners, of course. Obviously, obviously that supports us greatly. Thank you for all your love and support. There were a couple of people at BlizzCon that told me... Uh, that they have me and dicks. said, I have a small dick. Yeah, yeah. And that was one, surprising, one, but very entertaining as well. One man came up and told me that he had a gaping vagina. I had a couple of those <laughs> as well, actually, yeah. And uh, that was that was a joy, uh, yeah. actually. But I, I, my kind of reply to them was, "You're not supposed to say that." <laughs> no, I, I play <laughs> Overwatch. The point is that you're not supposed to say it. I've been playing like, a lot yeah. of Overwatch, and occasionally, just in like the in like the match chat, which is like you know the non team chat or whatever, some dude will just be like, "I have a small dick." Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get that. I'm, I'll tiny. be playing squad or something like that, and someone will say, "Hey, Perrin, in all chat," and I'll be like, "What's up?" And they'll be like, "I have a small dick." Like every time, every <laughs> single game. It's nice. I, 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 it doesn't need the Hyperion. 
know, just just I think I just yeah. like the idea that chats in games are now people are just saying that. Yeah, because everyone it, else in that game is like, "What the fuck I does know. that mean?" You, you could you you be playing a game against somebody for like twenty minutes. They'll they'll show no sign of recognizing who you are at all. And then when you're watching the cards come up with the play of the game in all chat, it's just like, "I have a small dick." And you're like, "Oh, <laughs> it's hilarious! It's yeah, so funny. It's funny." Yeah, it's, it's good. So um. So, so is there another? Bodega? I think that might be because people don't look at other people's names in games, though. Until maybe, and I mean, if if it's like play of the game by Sips, then you realize, oh my god, Sips was in this game. Yeah, true. Like, I have a small dude. But I guess that never happens, though, right? Uh, no, hey. it's very, very rare. They are just rare. coming <laughs> thick and fast. These gags, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Great value. Uh, are you are you inquiring whether there's a bodega part siete? I was, yeah. There is a part siete. Part what is siete? Seven. Siete. It's uh, it's imported directly Italian. from Bu- Buenos Aires. <laughs> Buenos Aires. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how you say sp- seven in Spanish. Let me do Google Translate. I always said Buenos Aires. I don't know why I did. Maybe it's because it's one of those words that Buenos Aires. Buenos in the Aires. Buenos Aires. How do you say it? How are you supposed to say it? I think Buenos Aires. Buenos yeah. Aires. You have to have a little Buenos. bit of a list as well. Buenos Aires. And oh, then you have to, I, I you have to have a little Buenos bit Aires. of a silence. And then in your angriest voice, you have to say, puta. <laughs> 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 Buenos Aires. Okay. Puta. Good. Puta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Bodega Part Siete. Would you like to hear it? Um, Let's do it. Yeah. Let Get me ready. recline. Hang right. on. Yeah. Recline. Hang on. I'm just going to. I'm a little bit to... tangled up here. Wires and press the, the the back of your chair to like oh, you know get it in a more comfortable nice. position. I've got my legs up and everything. Okay. okay. All right. Ready. Ready. Yeah. I guess. So wait. Hang on. What what happened last time? Because it's been a little while. I'll, I'll was, give you a little recap. The in last one six, was the prison. He um, was in the mind prison. Yeah, the virtual that's right. mind prison. That's right. Yeah. Es- escaped by channeling uh, that little piece of Majesta that was embedded in his brain, his, his right. former girlfriend Majesta. Majesta. Um, and so he'd used that to turn into a kind of ethereal being like her and had escaped. Um, so now Bodega Paziete. Majesta! Bodega screamed himself awake for the fourth night in a row. He reached his hand slowly to his face and yet again felt tears there. Was he sleep crying? Sweet jumping jub-jub, this was not usual. He dragged the heavy blast-proof sheets back and sat on the edge of the bed, head in hands. Blast-proof sheets? Of course! (laughs) Oh my god! Pondering. When he'd escaped the virtual prison, see episode 6, he'd been forced to deploy the shard of Majestic's power that lay in his mind, which to that point had been dormant, or so he'd assumed. Now it was gone, consumed by his transformation into whatever Majesta was. He probably should have found out the name for her people when they were together, but frankly, that time had been bone central. Every day, all day, just getting busy like Crevians and screaming around the galaxy in the Disco Volantes, screwing and shooting stuff sometimes. In short, it fucking owned, and Bodega missed it. He remembered uh-huh. the time they'd taken the crooked casino on Bismuth 11 for all its coin. The time they'd busted those rebel prisoners out of Hisek using just a drinking straw and some chapstick. The time they'd destroyed an entire solar system with the doom egg of the Death Lord, Mr. Pringle. Now that was a long story. Good times. So many good times. And of course the constant shagging, which was really, really, really good. Just incredible. He was getting a semi just thinking about it. Turns out, 
Bodega missed Majesta. That little shard of her maybe kept that longing at bay. Maybe she was even kind of with him all this time, but hopefully not when he was on the can or jerking it to Spalupian porn. He looked at the floor and saw tiny pools of tears reflecting the light from the cockpit. In the reflection of one, he saw something move. Just a teeny tiny little reflection of something to his right. Bodega's reflexes being what they are, i.e. honed to flav, he dived backwards over the bed and was up and ready in a heartbeat, last gun in hand. His captors had been too worried about the Disco Volante's many booby traps to ever board it and strip it, so all his shit was secure. I see ya, Bodega shouted, and I ain't in the mood for this mort crap. Bodega, said a voice, Majesta's voice. He fell apart, laid out completely, a TKO of the heart. Baby, baby, I'm hurting, he whimpered. <laughs> I know, I'm it's sorry, almost... <laughs> my love, she said. He still couldn't see her, just sort of sense her loitering around the edges of his subconscious. And then she was gone. Then suddenly she was back, behind him, to the side, then what felt like a mile away. What the flav? Was she just fooling with his achy breaky heart? Bodega, I need you to meet me, she said again, her voice distant and ethereal. Where, baby, where? I got a subscription to Netflarv so we can chill and such like. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Come to the planet Stroyan 9, at the base of the highest peak on that world, and you'll find my estate. I'll be waiting. The engines of the Disco Volante were at maximum burn before the full stop on the end of that sentence had faded. It was 12 hours to the destroyer system. Bodega did it in three. He spiraled down through the thick upper atmosphere, his ship roaring across the sky, engines swirling the clouds behind him. High altitude hoverbirds and strange floating gas bag creatures scrambled clear, but Bodega plowed on, disturbing this tranquil place with the brutality of the warship. He practically collided with the estate in his haste, but then the ship was down. He emergency ejected out of the top and parkoured down across the nose cone. Then he was up and he was running to the gates, vaulting over them with his jetpack, powering with his scram boots to the front door, grabby grabbing the whole flaving thing off its hinges and knee sliding across the marble floor, stopping at Majesta's feet, his head bowed. Jesus. Baby, uh, he began as he looked up and saw Majesta holding a tiny baby swaddled in a Mimlock silk blanket. He stood slowly, removing his hat. What's this little feller's name? He asked gently. <laughs> I named him after his father, said Majesta, smiling. Why, hello there, little Bodega Jr., said Bodega, smiling. <laughs> he felt something in his heart go twang, like an old guitar string that badly needed tuning. This was an unfamiliar sensation. It was the pure love of a parent for their child. He looked at Majesta, but her expression was strange. Her perfect brow knotted, her lips parted. No, Bodega. After his father, she said. This is Tan Blatchman Jr. And with that <gasps> sentence, oh, Bodega's shit. universe imploded. The end. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Hey. Oh, no. So, two things, okay? Yeah. In, this, in this world of crazy sort of like lingo for things. Right. Jerking it, I felt could have been <laughs> something else. You know, like, right, like jerking right, it. Like, you know, yeah. what about like thwarving it or something, you know? Yeah, but like you wouldn't instead. know what that meant. You know what jerking it means. Like there, there are some things that never change. Even when you're out in the galaxy and everything's all crazy and there's all kinds of weird animals and stuff, swear words might change, just what they do in real life yeah. and stuff. But jerking it is jerking it. That's it. That ain't also, never gonna change. Also, I'm I'm a little bit sort of the with the Majesta shard. Okay, yeah. I feel like it's in it's in Bodega. It was. It, it was yeah. maybe maybe corrupting him a little bit while it's in there. 
And okay. um, man, I am not on board for a story of corruption and fell. Okay, what I'm do you mean saying. corruption? He ain't corrupted. Okay, good. Let's just make. I I just want to be clear that. Like, what you think, Majestas? The implant would have made him evil. No, not evil. Just just somehow corrupted him to do things that maybe he wouldn't no, no, normally no, no, no. have done. It was just an escape. It was a prison escape kit embedded oh, right, in his okay. brain. Remember, okay, okay. it's like yeah, so yeah. that when uh, when no, when I know he that's what he it. used it for. But I just wanted to make sure that like fear not. It was like yeah. a, a special one-off. Yeah, that, fear okay. not. You know, okay. It was a one-shot. It was a one-shot escape plan. Like the like the file in the carrot cake. Exactly. It was right. like that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Man. Pflex, this was this, this was, was emotionally charged. It was really good. It felt like I was reading a little bit of a sexy. Girl oh porn. yeah, you know it. Mills and Boone, you know the classic, the classic thing that girls love to read about. I feel like love the, the character development like, is really coming together. Like, big time. <laughs> yeah, it's man. Hearing him do like speak a bit more is yeah, also he doesn't talk great. much. No, loved it. Yeah. Was transfixed the whole time. Oh, that good. was. I think you've outdone yourself. Oh, actually, thank you, P Flex. This yeah. was one of the better ones. One of the best. I've got no no gripes. Oh, I loved wow. it. Start awesome. to finish. Wow. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, got it's a good. big old raging boner now. Wow. <laughs> Loving it. Nice. Yeah. I think uh, I think it's time to end the episode then. In that case, because yeah, I've got so. to deal with this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's got a lot of emotions to sift through now. Hey guys, can we uh, stop for about fifteen minutes? Yep. See you in a bit. Yep. I only need like two minutes. <laughs> guys, uh, Let's go. I spilled <laughs> coke all over my pants. I've just got to go wipe it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna go. Thanks for listening to the Travels podcast this week, everybody. Thank we you. should be back next week. Yeah, all things being equal, and um, don't forget yeah, to buy a bodega it. shirt. <laughs> Good suggestion. Are we allowed Thanks, to say Sips. that? They're on <laughs> store.yourscast.com. Like the crummiest <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pay, pay us money. <laughs> well, we, we we haven't asked for it in like twenty x episodes, so. Um, yeah, That's give us true. some fucking money, you bums. This is free entertainment. <laughs> Jesus. I love the podcast okay. while it's free. Mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs>